My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. Everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 417. As I say in the titles, my name is Steve Layton, and welcome to In My Mug, and welcome to Cup North. Um, Cup North is up here in Manchester. It was on Saturday, just gone, and it's a coffee festival for the north, um, which is much nicer than coffee festivals from the south because we don't like the south. No, we do like the south people because some of those buy coffee from me, so I like them too. Um, uh, so yeah, we should get on to this week's coffee. This week's coffee comes from Estanislavlo Panano, um, and he's from the south youngest region of Bolivia. Um, his farm is around about 1,740 metres above sea level. The farm was founded in 1899, and I know that because there's an exact date of the 1st of September, 1889, uh, where Estanislavo's great-great-great-grandfather set the farm up. Uh, but Estanislavo took off over running the farm fairly recently, so around about four years ago. Um, after working on another farm and learning lots about processing, and also working at a mill and learning about what he needed to do to make the coffee better, he took over his father's farm and decided that he wanted to make it a uh, specialty. Um, and making it a specialty doesn't happen overnight. Um, coffee is a slow-moving juggernaut, juggernaut, juggernaut that moves along, but Estanislavo's kind of done that. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. So, um, his name is Stanislav Vipanu. Um, it is a fully washed, but it's mechanically pulped. So, when they pulp the coffee, they run it through and take some of the mucilage off. Um, fairly typical for Bolivia. Um, it's fermented then for 16 hours in a dry fermentation and then dried on African raised beds where it's dried between 7 and 14 days depending on the weather, con uh, weather conditions. Now this is unusual compared to most of our Bolivians uh, and I'm going to show you why that is in the map bit. So here we are the map bit. I'm actually not there, I'm in Manchester aren't I? But uh, yeah, we'll ignore that little slip up. And we're going to South America. Um, we're going down to the country of Bolivia, of course. Um, somewhere that we've spent a lot of time and I hope we continue to spend a lot of time at. Somewhere I've visited many, many times. Um, the clock in the main square of La Paz runs backwards to remind citizens to think differently. Interesting little fact, isn't it? Um, but we're going to go down and we're going to go and get a feel for the typography. Um, so this is from a different region from where we normally buy. It's from South Yungas, uh, near the town of Iripano. Um, and it's grown by uh, Anastasio uh, Panunu, Panini, Panuni, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, he's very much in the town. Um, this is him here. And this is uh, his trees to the left. And him standing there, very proud there of uh, the coffee that he has. Uh, quite rightly so. Um, this is the town. Um, looks yeah, very typical for the for the for the region, um, but you can see it really is high up. The the town is on top of the mountain, but you've just got that Andean spine running all the way through. So the highest point is Nevado Sanmada, which is six thousand five hundred and forty-two meters, and the lowest point is Rio Paraguay at ninety meters above sea level. Of course, a landlocked country. Um, so it doesn't really have its have a sea level, um, but just an incredibly mountainous region, um, very remote, amazing part of the world. That was the map bit. 
So as you saw in the map bit, that's Irapana, and Irapana is the south um, of uh, Yungas. Normally, all of our coffees from, come from Karanavi in the north. South Yungas is a pretty lawless place where there's a lot of problems with uh, crime and also a lot of problems with coca growing. So the area is pretty much, lots of areas are no-go, and Irapana is definitely one of those places. Um, the varietal is typica, um, which is fairly typical for a lot. Typica, typical. See what I did there? Dead smart. Um, typica, which is again fairly common for Bolivia. It's really the main varietal you'll find from that. And where you're going to find out about that is in the fact file. So welcome to this week's fact file. And as always, figures may change. Um, we're looking at South America, and in particular, we're focusing on Bolivia. So uh, let's get some facts about Bolivia going. 25,000 hectares uh, of land are devoted to coffee in Bolivia. So uh, not a massive producer, 33rd biggest producer of coffee in the world. Uh, total coffee produ production varies from 25,000 bags up to a maximum of 110. Uh, common varietals that you'll find are Tipica, Katura, um, and there's some unusual stuff that we're starting to see come through now in some Bourbons and Geishas, but uh, that's an unusual. Um, coffee grown between 800 and 2,300 metres. 800 metres is kind of Santa Cruz-ish area. And we've worked with 22 farms in recent times uh, in Bolivia, which is uh, pretty impressive. So this one comes from uh, a Stanislalo Panu. Um, it's a typical mechanically washed um, Altitude of 1800 to 1850 meters from the region of Irapana. And that was the fact file. Okay, so we're back from the fact file and we've got some coffee. And I'm joined by the reason that we're here is for Tampa Tantrum. Say hello, Colin. Hello, Colin. <laughs> Colin was in, last time you were on was 2010? Yeah, I think February 2010. Yeah, go back, episode 69, appropriately. Really? Yeah, I believe so. Obviously, I hope I'm right. have made a good impression since I've been. Indeed, indeed, asked never to go back invited. Five years back. later. Yeah, so we're recording this. <laughs> Good at the math. And how? Yeah. Um, so we're doing a tamper tantrum here at Cup North, um, and Colin's the smart one, and I'm the gobby one. Um, everybody needs a double act, don't they? Yes. Definitely. <laughs> um, so what do you think of the coffee? It's delicious. I look forward every year to win the Bolivians Cup. Bolivians so much. And it's to me like I talked about this recently with somebody how the Bolivians are like the copies of how like a just a normal coffee drinker could bypass them. Yeah. But when you're really into coffee, you really appreciate that complexity and the, the sweetness and the balance and the acidity. Like to me, it's it's the desert island coffee. It's always the answer. It's just, they just do everything. They're incredibly complex. But if you don't want to be wowed by it, you can just drink it. You know, that's, that's what Bolivians. Drink. My favourite one for Bolivians is that I adore them because of their complexity. But my mum likes them because they're nice. Oh yeah. And it's just nice. You know, like for a non-coffee drinker, it's a nice coffee. Whereas for geeks, it's kind of it's, it's interesting as well. You like an analogy, don't you? I love an analogy. Do you want my Bolivian coffee analogy? Ooh, definitely. So you know people that are mad into chairs. <laughs> and like like just wooden chairs. Oh. And when you get a really expensive, like high quality, high design wooden chair, it ends up just looking like a chair. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. And then it costs, but it's like 10 grand for that chair. That's what Bolivians are like to me. Like they, they, they're so pristine, like they're immaculate, that they get to the point where they just taste like coffee. I'm gonna make it so people at home can understand that, because they may not understand chairs, but it's kind of like a good hi-fi. 
doesn't have flash buttons and lights and stuff on it. It just plays beautiful music. Yeah. And you, you never see them with the graphic equalizers on a good hi-fi, do you? No. It's always simple and beautiful and just does it well. John O'Shea of the Coffee World. <laughs> I don't think John O'Shea's ever been mentioned on in my book. That, that's definitely a first. Um, so yeah, the coffee for me, I, I'm getting, and these are my tasting notes, and I'm getting it again. It's like, you know, like orange sweets that are like jelly kind of sweets. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a cross between the jelly tot and the jelly baby. I get like the white sugar, so that's why I'm thinking jelly tot. Yeah, right there at the front. And then on the back end is just cocoa nibs. Yeah. And it's not chocolate at all, it's like bitter cocoa nibs yeah. in a super good way. And let's not be afraid of bitterness. Like it's, I love bitterness. Yeah, like that's coffee. why I like coffee. Because we hear, we, I had this argument with somebody recently and they were like, oh, coffee's, you know, good coffee's not bitter. I'm like, drink a pint of cream and then drink some coffee. Coffee's bitter. Yeah. Like coffee is a bitter drink. And it should and that's, be. that's an excellent example. Like, Bitterness never shows up on cupping sheets. I've started to, but I'm a, I'm a little nervous. But like that's that's an excellent example of like so if you're watching this and you you're drinking this coffee and you want to know what excellent bitterness in coffee should taste like, that's what it should taste like. So we haven't prepared this, and we normally do Roland's Daft Fact now, but like I don't want to do Roland's Daft Fact, okay. and it's no, it's always about Bolivia. Okay. So give me a fact about Bolivia that you're not going to make up. You must know something because you know everything. You're the smart Bolivia. one, remember. Um, well, actually, I think what I find interesting about Bolivia is that usually when coffee is, is picked, they send it, if they're not their own washing and processing areas, they, it goes downhill to those places. And in Bolivia, it often goes like 2,000 meters uphill to where that happens. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of learning, I think, to happen about what happens in that. Because what happens when it's been transported is often the temperature just plummets. Yeah. And there is sometimes some freezing. And maybe that's where some of this flavor comes from. We don't. I don't know. It's like it's something I've found very, very interesting over the years. But you haven't watched Roland's Daft Fact, have you? Because Roland's Daft Fact are stupid facts like um, Bolivia has more llamas per capita than any other country. La Paz is the highest capital in the world. Yeah, it's not actually a capital city. There we go. There's an interest. There's a Roland Daft Fact. La Paz actually isn't a capital city. Okay. It's a governmental city, but it isn't the capital city. I forget what, uh, Sucre. Okay. Sucre is the... Like Sydney and Canberra, eh? Exactly. And on that one we should wrap up, because like, they've gone. They've all gone by now. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. I'll <laughs> see you in six years. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, thank you for watching. And do remember, do you know this one? Life's too bad for bad coffee. <laughs> oh, <laughs> First time ever it's finished without it said. Sorry. <laughs>